truth, unadulterated, unfiltered, unleashed. Bold statement? Sure it is. All right, so it's mostly personal truth I've discovered during this mortal sojourn. But my aim is to share it with you so that you're able to use my story as inspiration to find the truth for yourself. Today is 1-11-2020, and the official launch time for this podcast is 11-11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in the USA. As we begin a new year and a new decade, the buzz about 2020 vision in the year 2020 has instantly gone viral. Well, that's what this show is all about. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29.18 Episode 1 will rewind back to the beginning of what has thus far culminated in a 26-year adventure of enlightenment, personal growth, and understanding. It has been said that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Mine was a near-death experience at age 20, where my consciousness left this mortal vessel. In this episode, I'll be discussing details of my near-death experience, connections I've discovered along the way from then until now, as well as more about what this show is and what it is not. Each podcast is recorded with passion and purpose. May you find within my life stories and random thoughts content that is educational, inspirational, uplifting, and valuable. It was the summer of 1994, and I was 20 years old at the time. I cannot recall the exact date this took place. The night before, I had been out with my best friend, George Dickey IV, and another close friend at the time, Travis Gooding. We'd been up to no good in the Rose City. Three 20-something-year-old guys who all grew up in a small town Back in those days, we made a few simple mistakes in the name of adventure. That night was one that could be chalked up as a big oops. It certainly brought a big surprise the next day. After dropping Travis off in Vancouver at his mom's house, George and I returned to my house in Newburgh. It was early in the morning after a crazy all-nighter in Portland. We both needed sleep to rest and recover. After dozing off for most of the day, I awakened from a dead sleep, literally. Gasping for breath and shaking like a leaf, I snapped to attention, as if waking up from an intense dream. George was there asleep on the bottom bunk bed. 
As soon as I sat up, I looked at him and exclaimed, George, you won't believe what I just saw or what just happened to me. I'm not even sure how to explain it all, but he looked at me with an almost frightened look on his face. George then replied, oh no, buddy, I'll believe whatever you tell me you saw. What was it, light? Did you go somewhere? Wait, first you need to let me show you something. George stood up in motion to follow him out into the hall. Are you feeling all right? He asked me. Yeah, I'm all right. Why? Are you cold? George asked me. Yeah, freezing. Why is it so cold? Because, he said, as he flipped on the bathroom light and showed me my face in the mirror. All you need is a toe tag, buddy. You look like you just crawled off a slab at the morgue. Now go slowly. Start from the beginning and tell me everything you saw. So after staring at my pale blue face in the mirror for a few minutes, I knew it was real. I had a near-death experience. I won't get into all the details, but it was an overdose. Yours truly broke a personal code and crossed the line. I betrayed myself by making that choice. It was accidental, However, it must have been a necessary part of the divine plan because I was sent back. Yep, I asked to stay. And God said I was created to fulfill a purpose. So my journey was a round-trip flight to a sort of in-between place where souls are in kind of a waiting room. Uh, maybe like the detention room. Catholics call it purgatory. Mormons call it the spirit prison. I was told that we just stood there waiting for our names to be called. After leaving my body, I recalled darkness and then light. I had been thrust out of the sun or something. I was somehow floating weightless in the solar system between the sun and the planet Earth. But everything looked different, much different. The planets were all aligned on the same equatorial belt in a motionless orbit. Someone on one of the planets below spotted me and called out, Look! There he is! And another said, Wait a minute. Give him a chance to see if he can figure out how to get down here on his own. I was unable to move. I couldn't figure anything out, so they both flew up and retrieved me. Once we'd settled on the planet, I could see the sun was black. It looked like reflective hematite. The sky and space was pure bright light almost solid. Everything was exactly opposite. If this is time and outer space, that place was like no time and inner space. The planet and everyone, everything looked so much different. It was so bizarre. I could see all the other planets in our solar system and far beyond as well. Time seemed to stand still in this place. Two of the spirit people on a planet below flew up and brought me down to the surface and the, the best way to describe it is like two people trying to talk very loud rock concert, but even more intense and kind of like in reverse. No sound was able to travel out of my mouth. I'm, I'm yelling at my loudest, but the sound seemed to disappear in a vacuum as the words tried to leave my mouth. Everyone seemed to communicate using thoughts instead of speech. You could feel it like the polarity of very strong magnets. Asking questions was created 
like a sort of pulling or receiving mental quality or sensation, while telling the answers was carried along by a pushing or projecting feeling. It was also possible to focus our minds on a point and our bodies or spirits would follow. I was told it was pretty much opposite where here our physical body carries our mind and spirit, but there our mind did the moving and then the body, the spirit just kind of followed. It was really weird. This is how many things were shown to me during that time frame where my body was physically dead. This could have been as little as perhaps 10 to 20 minutes or maybe longer. Once I regained consciousness, I was very pale and cold, but not excessively stiff or showing signs of rigor mortis. However, the time span of my journey beyond the veil seemed to last indefinitely. Time stood still while I also felt like I had traversed the entire galaxy and beyond during this experience. I kept trying to yell out words to ask questions to the beings standing around me. Everything looked so different compared to the temporal material world we currently live in. When I kept asking where I was and why it was so bizarre, I was told I could ask questions about anything and the answers would be given. What was to follow blew my mind wide open and would change my life forever. There is an old saying, as above, so below, that is used in mystical circles to express a principle that our material world is a reflection of the spiritual world. If my experience is any indication of the truth or reality of this, hopefully one day it can be accurately explained in a reasonable and scientific manner. Until then, I'll try my best to describe the experience in as much detail as possible using the tool of creative expression through the written and spoken word. First, my consciousness drifted through a dark tunnel toward a point of light. Once I reached this light, I seemed to enter through a dark sun in the center of this opposite solar system or antimatter galaxy. I'll be bold and say this now. I believe that our sun is a sort of spiritual portal and there's a dark star at the center of our Milky Way galaxy and all galaxies. It isn't a black hole. Inside is a secret galaxy that is opposite of this one. David Bowie sung about it on his last album about the dark star. Guitar legend, Yngwie Malmsteen, he jammed about some dark star. Who doesn't recognize the song by Soundgarden? Black Hole Sun. In the book of John 14.2 in the Holy Bible, Jesus the Christ tells us there are many mansions in his Father's house. This may be the best way to describe what the, the way the stars and planets appeared in this place. The stars all radiate anti-light to shield the planetary spheres from the pure white light in this inner space. Imagine looking at a photograph negative of space. It was much like this, ex except time and space were opposite. There was also clearly an order to things unlike this physical reflection of that place. In each solar system, planets orbit stars in a balanced ring of equal distance around the equatorial belt of their sun. The suns are smooth and dark, yet reflective, 
much like a hematite rock. It is opposite of ours, so it has a force of anti-gravity in its core and is a sphere of dark matter that cools inwardly. This absorbs light to make life on surrounding planets possible. The planets are similar, but also have a thick glass-like surface that you can almost see into, except it is dark inside, like a glass orb filled with black liquid. When each planet is, within each planet is, is like the history of all of the time on that planet. All you need to do is think of the question and the answer is revealed below the glass-like surface in the form of symbolic imagery. One way to sum it up is that if we call this galaxy outer space in the dark star galaxy, it could be thought of as like an inner space of sorts. I would say, I would wager God lives in a place that is not in either of these spaces. Maybe he drives a DeLorean with a license plate that says out of time because eternity is a place that is not within the confines of time and space. My first question was, where am I? What is this place? I was told it is a place opposite of the material world. It was very peaceful and still. We all felt immense joy and shouted from our hearts to the heavens above. The pure light space hummed with this energy. It was as if humankind and all of creation were in perfect harmony and praising the creator for this balance, joy, and peace. It was, it seemed to be everlasting and without end. The earth was much different. All the solar systems had populated planets, all of them. You could see so far, as far as the eye could, it just was so much different. Exactly opposite of here where you can't see without a telescope or something. But things, things looked so much different. It was as if there were no mountains or valleys on the surface of the planet, no lakes or oceans. Building structures were beautiful and glass-like. Everyone wore a type of one-piece clothing that was almost like a silvery layer of light. All of the inhabitants had that populated the dark sun, sun systems seemed to constantly be offering prayerful gestures up toward the sky. This was like a form of heavenly, heartfelt, devoted energy projection or prayer using yoga-like body postures and focused prayerful intention and seemed to fuel or maintain feelings of balance and unity that pervaded everywhere. The sky was like pure energy that seemed to speak to everyone. All at once, we were all connected. Next, something below the surface of the glass-like earth sphere caught my attention. It was a dark, fuzzy creature that appeared angry and fearful, yet very curious about me. When I asked what or who this was, the answer I was given was that it was Cain, who killed his brother Abel. In response to my asking why he looked so strange and small, I was told he looked bigger where I came from that we know him as Sasquatch. They told me it was because God placed a mark upon Cain for murdering Abel, and he was cursed to roam in the earth as a vagabond forever. After explaining this to me, my guides used mental force to command Cain's spirit back into the center of the earth. As I watched this, I saw fiery human spirits trapped inside this glass-like planetary sphere. 
I believe also some of these fiery spirit beings may have been the spirits of the Nephilim that were killed in the flood. Almost suddenly thereafter, something in the sky caught the attention of all beings at once. Looking up, I saw a silvery object that seemed motionless, but was very out of place. It appeared to be moving or standing still, I couldn't tell, causing some kind of disturbance by its action or inaction. Immediately, I asked if it was the Hindenburger blimp. I couldn't tell. What, what was it? Wait, was that a UFO? The answer was that we are like them and we came from the same place, but that they were not supposed to leave their original estate and go to Earth. And by doing so, they went against the will of God. I asked to see this object closer, and I was told we could go up and look inside. We saw two faceless beings, male figures, standing with the mortal earth woman between them. The two beings wore seamless silvery types of suits similar to everything else, the vestments worn by all the rest of us who inhabited this place. But they also seemed to differ slightly, and I couldn't see their faces. I couldn't even tell if they were human. And the woman was clothed in some sort of different white gown or robe that almost looked like a poncho and and it covered most of her body her eyes were closed i could see that and inside this craft was very interesting once inside you could see outside as if the hull was transparent but i got the impression it was very advanced technology there were no doors windows or flight controls present the beings appeared to be piloting this vessel by mental will alone, as if their minds were somehow connected or interfaced with it. Originally, I believed when I, that I was told this, that these were sort of human beings from a future time and place visiting Earth. But after 20 years more, 20 years later, I believe that they are written about in the book of Genesis chapter 6 in the Holy Bible. When I asked why I'd been shown these things, I was told it was because I would return and reveal them to the world. Then I was shown other things. Finally, taken to a place that looked kind of different. It almost had a layer of cloudy mist or glass. It appeared like a flooring and there were no other solar systems except for one large dark star at the very center it looked like the other dark stars at the center of the planetary systems i saw earlier except inside was a fiery dragon swimming around in circles after seeing this i saw jesus christ he pointed at the sphere and said behold it is lucifer the devil and Satan, for I have bound him eternally with chains of fire in the abyss of outer darkness. I replied asking, but Lord, the fire burning the serpent inside that dark star isn't bright enough to create all this light. Where is it coming from? I am the way, the truth, and the light was his thunderous reply. 
A man stood beside the sphere with the fiery serpent and seemed to be listening to it. The dragon was whispering to him. When I asked what was taking place, the Lord told me the man was listening to the lies and that the burning serpent was the father of all lies. He told me, listen, do you hear him? And we heard. The fiery serpent whispering from within the dark glassy sphere at the center of this celestial place. I exclaimed, Lord, what is happening? Why am I seeing all of this? What is that man doing? What is that being doing there? Listening to that serpent, whispering lies. He said, when that being touches the sphere, he will be born into mortal existence. I asked, why am I seeing all this? What, what, what is this for? He told me, you're not supposed to be here yet, but I'm giving you a glimpse of things, knowledge to bring back with you, to fulfill the purpose for which I created you. I looked at him and said, Lord, what purpose is that? He said, just tell everyone all about me. And I said, that's it? He laughed and he said, oh, you have no idea how much more difficult that's going to be than you imagine. I kind of liked it there though, so I asked if I could stay. But Jesus told me it wasn't my time yet. And then he asked again if I would go back and do these things for him, what I was created to do. And of course I agreed immediately. I mean, after all, I said, you created me, Lord. How could I say no? It's the least I could do. So he smiled back at me. And then I said, am I supposed to go hop through that sphere over there with the fiery serpent? He said, no, that's how you got there the first time. I'll send you back down to your body. And those beings down there will push you back in. So down I went or however, wherever I went back to the, the no time place. And this time there was also a white being who looked like an empty hollow shell. His eyes were like two black holes. A loud high pitched noise seemed to be emanating from inside of it, deep from within his belly. Like a car alarm going off. I think maybe that's an indicator that someone's crossed over 
when you're there in that waiting room. Because my crossing over seemed to bring about the attention of everyone there. Everyone in the room, in that detention room, that waiting room. I asked, what, what are, who, who is this, this white man? Is that Hitler? Is that the Antichrist? Why did it look like a hollow white statue? Why did the eyes look like empty black holes? What was that loud sound coming from within it? Why was it here and how come I was being shown this thing? Suddenly, the face smiled as this hollow statue-like being appeared to be grinning at me or something. It attracted my attention toward it. He, it raised its, its right hand at me and with a gesture that kind of says, come closer, using the index finger curling inwardly toward our body several times. You know the gesture. A bit of apprehensive fear rose inside of me and I asked again, what or who, who or what this thing was? No reply. Uh, obviously, I'd forgotten that I was just told I would be returned to my body. I didn't know if this thing was the ghost of Hitler, the sign the white man is destroying the planet. I, I didn't know what was I supposed to learn from this. One of the beings looked at me with a warm smile and replied, No, silly boy. This is you. It's your empty body. Time to go back. The next thing I knew, it felt like I was being pulled toward myself and pushed from behind by a great irresistible force. All of a sudden, bam! It felt like I jumped off a skyscraper and hit the ground below. I sat up in my room, gasping for air, back inside my physical body. George, George, wake up. I don't know if it was a dream or what. It felt so real. If it was a dream, it was the weirdest dream ever. I have to tell you everything I just saw. Thank you for tuning in to the Mojo Mystic Show. Truth, unadulterated, unfiltered, unleashed. The Temple of Inner Light is a modern-day mystery school teaching timeless wisdom of the ages. You can visit us on the interwebs at www.toilmysteryschool.org That's Tango, Oscar, India, Lima, mysteryschool.org Toil is an acronym for Temple of Inner Light, which is a mystery school or fraternal order and educational research center dedicated to the pursuit of enlightenment, greater intelligence, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and most importantly, a genuine relationship with our Creator. We are not a cult or religious organization. I am not a preacher nor a prophet, just a man who believes in God and His message found in Proverbs 29.18. For more information, please click on the links at the top of our podcast page to download your copy of our free ebook and follow us on social media.